The sponsor for The Shepherd's Crook for the month of April is Zero Mile Mark. For a limited time only, listeners can head over to ZeroMileMark.com and take advantage of the free tent promotion. Zero Mile Mark is a veteran-owned company that strives to offer high-quality, active outdoor sports gear. They're on mission to get people outdoors by offering an array of products like tents, backpacks, hammocks, sleeping pads, lighting, and more. All sales have a 30-day warranty and ship via two-day shipping to 97% of the United States. It's a free tent. It's easy checkout. It's fast shipping. Head over to ZeroMileMark.com and add any item into your shipping cart, and when the cart exceeds $30, a tent will appear automatically for $0. It's ZeroMileMark.com. Check it out today. I personally know their owner, Brian. He's a great guy, and he's partnered with us to do a great giveaway. It's a 35-liter outdoor pack and their dome tent. You can follow the links in the show notes and sign up today. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at theshepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor. Come alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. All right, welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. I'm excited to interview a new friend. I met Bill Anderson, a couple months ago. I'd been following him online. Actually, it's been about a year ago now. Had it been since you visited our church, Bill? Yeah, it was last fall. Okay, last fall. Time flies, man. It's crazy how, you know, you think it's been two months and it's actually been a year or so. Uh, but Bill and I have been friends for a while. He's coming to the intensive if the travel ban is listed that's going on right now. And uh, I'm just excited to talk to him today. So Bill, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself? You know what? Why don't we go ahead and pray first, and then we'll, we'll have you, you tell us about your, your family and then what it is that you do. Does that sound good? Sounds good. Let's do it. Father, we thank you for this time, and I thank you for technology. We're having to tap into it more and more as, as life-on-life um, relationships are put on pause in a lot of ways because of this virus and all the things that we're going to have to do. We're having to do in light of that. And so thank you for the opportunity to talk to a friend across the country uh, via Zoom. And I just ask that you leave this conversation. Thank you for books as we talk about the reading life of, of your people. Thank you for books. And thank you that Bill is an avid reader and learner. And I'm excited to learn from him as I just hear about what's been going on in his world this year as he's been powering through so many books. And so help us to... Uh, to talk in such a way that honors you and that helps people. We trust you will in Jesus name. Amen. All right, Bill, why don't you tell us a bit about yourself for people who don't know you and tell us about your family and then what it is that you do. Yeah, sounds good. I live here in uh, Virginia, about 40 minutes South of DC in a town called Fredericksburg. Uh, me and my wife live here. She is a school teacher, just finished up her first year, uh, finished it up a little early because of this virus thing. They canceled school. So she's now, done with their first year, but we live here in Fredericksburg and uh, I'm involved with, I'm involved in several ministry aspects at our church, but uh, Celebrate Recovery is the, the big one. I'm a leader with our Celebrate Recovery and what I do is I'm what's called the assimilation coach. So I handle all communications, all our social media, advertising in the church, advertising in the community. And then I do other things like worship and running our Thursday night service and stuff like that. Awesome. Now, how did we run into each other online? At some point, you discovered the podcast, reached out to me, we followed each other on Instagram or something. How, how did that end up developing um, where we connected? Do you remember? 
No, I, I remember looking for the podcast. I was looking for podcasts uh, related to ministry as I'm at that point was getting ready to go into seminary, uh, found the podcast, uh, found you on, on Instagram, reached out to you on Instagram. We, and then we just talked back and forth um, for, that was about a year before I yeah. was in the area. Yeah, That's right. Okay. So thanks for telling us about yourself and, and uh, a little about, a bit about your life. Um, I, I've been able to kind of watch from afar. And then since we did have connected, been able to see your life a little bit just via the internet. And one of the things I've noticed this year, and that's why I reached out to you is you're on book number 22 this year. Is that right? 21 or 22? Yep. 22 just finished up 22 today. Okay. Now last year, if I remember right, I mean, you were around the 35 to 40 range of books that you read in 2019. Is that right? Yep. Okay. So you're, you've got a, a pace that's far uh, going where you went last year and how many you read last year. Now tell me about your reading life, what goals you may have had this year. And then, you know, different people have, have different ways they do this. They listen to audiobooks, or they have a particular time of the day that they read. I would love to just be invited into your world with, with books and, and why it is that you're wanting to consume so many this year. And I want to challenge our pastors because so many times that my listeners I probably experienced this. You can get burned out with reading. So you can, you know, power through a bunch of books in a month and then feel like you need to take three months off to breathe a little bit. Yeah. And uh, so I just want to challenge our guys to be readers because I think your pace, I think it's actually sustainable if, if we do it in a good way. And we'll kind of get to that on the tail end of this, but why don't you just invite us into your reading life and explain why you've read the books that you've read this year. If it was about goals that you had set for yourself and then how you're doing it. Yeah, absolutely. So I've been interested in getting more and more into reading the last couple of years. I've been influenced by some people. Uh, Michael Hyatt, I don't know if you've heard of him. He's yeah. one that had influenced me a lot as far as being a reader. And then our senior pastor is a big reader and he's always encouraging people to do that. So that's kind of where I was at last year of, I had that where I read a bunch of books and then I kind of got burned out a little bit and I took several months off from it of just like, Hey, I, you know, I'm doing other things and mm -hmm. uh, just took some time off. <clears throat> and, um, this year I, so I, I hit 37 or 38, something like that last year. And I was like, well, that was, that was taking a bunch of time off. So let's shoot for the stars and aim for 50. This okay. year was the goal, goal I actually have set in my planner. And, uh, one of the things that I had seen from some people online, a couple of guys that I've been communicating with as well, that we spend so much time searching social media and watching TV and just doing mindless stuff that if we just redirect a little bit of that time into reading, mm -hmm. we can get through a lot more books. So in my average day, um, I'm the weird guy that gets up at 4.30 a.m. every single day, seven days a week. Mm -hmm. So I get up, I do my quiet time, my Bible reading, prayer, a couple of Bible reading plans I'm working through. That takes about an hour to get that done. Mm -hmm. And then I've got about 30 minutes before I start getting ready to head to the gym. And that 30 minutes is the first 30 minute reading of the day. I just sit there and I just, you know, go through some pages, 30 minutes, knock out some pages, mm -hmm. go to the gym. And then one of the things that I do uh, that was influenced by a, a pastor out in Arizona, uh, Trey Van Camp, was have a book wherever you go. See, okay. very few, very few of my books are actually audio books. I think I've had one this year. Okay. But it's a lot of just taking a book with me wherever I go. If I'm waiting on an appointment, have a book with me. If I'm in between tasks at work and I have a couple of free minutes, read a page or two. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing if you do that consistently throughout the day, just how many pages That's you good. can knock out in a day. So I spend a lot of the evening time instead of watching TV, you know, my wife might be watching something on the TV or doing something around the house, mm -hmm. do a little bit of reading there. 
And then I do some reading right before I go to bed as well. Um, and that's how I knock it, knock out a lot of books. The other thing that helps, like you'll see on my social media, I'm going through a bunch of books because I can, if I sit down with a single book and read through it, mm-hmm. I can get through it in about a little under a week if I'm, mm-hmm. if I'm keeping a, a decent pace. But then once I'm in school, I'm reading, you know, seven, eight books at a time. So it right. seems like it takes a little bit longer, but at the end of that eight weeks, I've knocked out eight books in that eight weeks. So it comes yeah. out to about a book a week. Okay. So now how many irons in the fire you have right now? So, I mean, you're, in, you're a full-time student. Is that, are you a full-time student right now in seminary? What's your program that you're in? So I am going for the uh, MDiv and the focus is in discipleship ministries. Okay. So I finished up my bachelor's last year and then started on that. Okay. Fantastic. Well done. So you've, yeah, you got married life. You've got uh, the military life. So you're still in the military, correct? Are you out? Are you out? No, I, I'm out. I'm a government civilian working for the Marine Corps. Okay. Government civilian working for the Marine Corps. That's a, is that a full-time gig? Full-time. Yep. Okay. And you're working out as well. Oh yeah. Okay. So your schedule is a lot like all of our schedules. I mean, you got a lot of, a lot of irons in the fire, a lot of hats that you're wearing. Um, how, so do you feel like the pace of, of what you're doing now with excluding some TV, excluding some internet uh, usage or some social media, media usage. Do you feel like this is sustainable uh, through the rest of this year and then beyond this year? Do you feel like this pace that you're setting is, is a sustainable pace? Yeah, for my personal situation, I actually think I'll be able to pick this up over the summer. Like me and you have talked about, I'm going on a, a could be going on a long business trip mm-hmm. uh, for the Marine Corps over the course of the summer. And when that's going on, there'll be a lot of downtime during the day. So I think I'll actually be able to pick up the pace, but this pace is definitely um, easy to do. If we just give up some of the stuff that we're, you know, mindlessly doing every day, you know, think about how much time we, we scroll Facebook. If you take an hour of scrolling Facebook Mm -hmm. and you devote that to reading, you get through a lot of stuff. One of the things that was really convicting for me and, and last year kind of, refocused me on this year I wanted to dedicate a lot of time to reading was that that ridiculous screen time thing on <laughs> that'll iPhone. Get you, won't it? <laughs> that'll get me. You see you see that and hey you spent uh an average of three hours a day on Facebook. Well, okay, well that's convicting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And also it's like it this has this way of bringing shame like oh my goodness did I really spend that much time on the yeah. internet? What is yeah. my life coming to? <laughs> you know? yep. Uh, so I try to keep it under, you know, I, I have that every Sunday update that comes with screen time. And I, if I'm in the two and a half hour to three hour range, I do it a little bit with my sons. They they may watch some of the phone during the day or something like that, but I'm usually sub three hours. But there's been some weeks when I first started screen time where I was three and a half to four hours. And my goodness, that's a huge gap within the day. I mean, it's massive. Yeah, um, yeah mine's mine's a little higher than that. But I, I take it with a grain of salt because one of the things that I, I do as well is I consume a lot of podcasts. Yeah. Uh, yep. And I'm doing that on the drive. And one of the things I do is just to kind of see what I'm listening to is I leave the phone on my dash unlocked mm-hmm. with the, the screen open. So it's accounting for all of that. It's accounting for okay. my gym time with my workout program. So yeah, gotcha. So several different things that you're doing, doing with yeah. the phone. Okay. So let's, let's talk about book selection because it's really easy to get in one stream of uh, one genre or one theological stream and just kind of stay there with your reading. How have you been able to uh, read broadly 
and read in such a way that challenges your mind to think in ways that you've not had to think before or, um, you know, making sure that you're not just reading from the same, same stream all the time. Have you worked through that at all? Yeah. So I, I definitely struggle with that. Um, at, at times there's a couple of authors that I prefer over mm-hmm. some others. So oh, I, yeah. I kind of gravitate towards their books. Um, one of the things that's really helped me though, is I've got some, some people that I follow and I communicate with that are of a, a different enough theological background for me that some of the stuff they recommend, I wouldn't normally pick out or think to read, mm-hmm. but I give it a chance because of their recommendations of reading. It. And I found some really good books that way. Um, so it's just looking for those nuggets of, Hey, that might, that might be an interesting book. I'll read that. Um, mm-hmm. but for, the, for the most part, they're, they're semi close. Okay. Now, are you logging your books? Uh, can you go back into 2019, 2018, 2017 and see these are the books I've read. I put a rating behind it or beside it. Do you do anything like that? So I did a real simple list last year, just one, two, three down the list. Yep. This year, I actually got a pre-made um, book tracker in a program called Notion um, from hmm. a guy who does a uh, theological YouTube channel show thing. And uh, he used this and it's, it's rather in depth as far as it's got a rating, the date you finished it, okay. um, current, current status of the book. Hey, are these, these are the books I'm reading. These are the books I have to read. I've finished all that kind of stuff. So this year I'll have a lot better record in years going forward. I'll have a lot better record of my books. Okay. Okay. Well, let me throw out a few of the things that I've done uh, through my reading life over the years and we'll bounce some things back and forth here and then we'll just kind of go from there. So I've been keeping a log since 2011 and all I do is exactly what you're talking about. Just a simple one, two, three log of the books that I've read and then a simple rating one through 10. So it was really good. It's a 10. It's really bad. It's a one. And back going back from 2011, I've got a log of every book that I've read. And it's really neat to see patterns, you know, of, of, okay, how much am I averaging per year? And then I've got these numbers of books. And typically I'm around the 40 mark where I'm, I'm reading about 40 books a year. So I kind of generally just know that my default is going to be about 40 books a year. And I had not factored in, and this year I'm changing some things up. I, there's just a lot of time that you're talking about, a lot of wasted time since 2011 through watching TV and just doing some things that are just a, a waste of time. I mean, being on Facebook, being on Twitter, Twitter was just a, a huge time sucker for me. And so I deleted tweet, Twitter this last year. Uh, there was a year that I stopped taking my Ritalin. I had to, been on ADD medicine for like almost 30 years and stopped taking it because it was messing with my stomach. It was like eroding the inside. I had gastritis real bad. No fun. And had to quit, just got off of it. And my reading, so 2018 reading, it tanked to like 29 or 31 books, something like that from where it had been the years before. And then a buddy of mine, Brian Sauvay, I think that you may know that name just from the podcast. Brian was a guy that came to our church and did our a conference force, but he and I became buddies. I saw that he had been reading over a hundred books a year for several years. And then last year made it a goal to read 200. And wow. so now if you see that list, I mean, you're, you're automatically thinking, Oh my gosh, how in the world, you know, that's what I was thinking. How's that yeah. possible? And he and his wife just made a decision, no Netflix, no TV. 
And from 8 o'clock to 11 every night, they decided to read, both of them. And he has a 20-minute commute, and he said that he uses that time for audiobooks uh, back and forth. So that's about three hours and 40 minutes per day, you know, five to seven days a week. And when, when I started thinking through that, Jordan and I got to talk, and I was like, man, if we just got rid of Netflix or just committed to only watching a half of a sitcom before bed, then we could really knock out a lot more books in a sustainable way uh, going forward. And so this year we made it a goal. Okay, well, let's just do this more. And I'm, I'm not where you're at. I think I just finished 20 or 21, book 20 or 21, but it's been wonderful. It's been a lot of fun. And, uh, and so for me this year, I'm going to see a spike and I'm hoping now, and you're, you're on pace for it. I mean, if we get through the month of April at over 25 books, man, we're on pace for a hundred. Yeah. You know? And so you can smash your, your, uh, your goal. And we're going to smash my goal was 52 this year. We'll just get to 52, you know, one a week. And I'm hoping to smash that now this year. But for me, reading has been so good. And I don't know if you look at it like this, but uh, what I see with a book is an opportunity to learn from someone, not just, not just become a clone of that author where I'm, I'm becoming that man or woman, not just uh, drinking the Kool-Aid of that book, but I want to humbly hear a monologue from this person and, and chew on what they have to say for you. What's your mental process? Like, why are you coming to a book? What, what's, what's your goal when you're coming to hear and learn from that man or woman, what's your goal when you're coming from that to that book? Are you wanting to uh, find a few nuggets here and there, a big takeaway? Do you have any goals when you come to a book? What's, what's your hope when you read a book, when you get on the other end of it? Well, so it really depends on the book. One of the things that, and we kind of talked about this a little bit already, but one of the things that I heard several years ago, I was going through uh, something in my, in my story that was a difficult time. And I'd read a book that there were a lot of aspects of it that I just didn't like. And Mm -hmm. my senior pastor asked what book it was. And I go, well, you know, just understand that there's some things in this book that just aren't good uh, matched up with the Bible. And he goes, mm-hmm. well, he goes, well, don't worry. I, I know how to chew up the meat and eat, spit out the bones. And that was something that really stuck with me as far as reading. So I'll read stuff that, you know, I'll, just for the sake of knowing maybe what someone's side of the argument is, I'll read mm-hmm. a, um, uh, what's that one girl, go wash your face just to yeah. see what their argument is on that, that side of the, mm-hmm. the spectrum. Um, some books are are different than others. There's, there's some that I will actually have a written conversation with the author in Mm. the margins of, yeah, I disagree with this, or I think this. And then there's other books that I'll get all the way through and realize I didn't take a single note in this just because I was just taking it all in. Mm -hmm. So it really depends on what the topic is and how that hits me on how I interact with that book. That's good. And then I think through, I think a, a really good, practice for people when it comes to reading and even like the why, okay, why am I coming to a book? You know, Ecclesiastes, I'm reading through in the Bible reading challenge. Okay, here we go. At the end of Ecclesiastes chapter 12, it says this, my son, beware of anything beyond these of making many books. There is no end and much study is wearisome of the flesh. I I take heed of that warning. There, there can be the consumption of books just for the sake of knowledge I've just, I want to consume and fill my head with as much information as I possibly can. And it can be so wearisome 
and just exhausting and it can burn you out. I think so. So, so, so many guys in, end up at the end of seminary wanting to take like a five year gap of learning, you know, or <laughs> just forget it, wash my hands with it. But there's another way to come and approach a book in, in our reading because in ministry, reading isn't going away. I mean, this is, this is a part of our calling is to, to learn and to grow, but also I, I think of the word communion. I mean, we want to spend time with the Lord where we're hearing from godly men and women and we're not consuming for consumption's sake. We're consuming to commune. I want to spend time with the Lord. I want to be a better man. I want to be more humble. I want to grow. I want to learn. I want to be a better man tomorrow than I am today, next year than I am this year, a decade from now than I am right now. I want it to be worshipful. You know what I mean? Yeah. So for you, have you had a series of books or any books this year that have really impacted And you say, man, that was a, a really helpful book. Spiritually, God fed me through that book and it was really helpful. Have you any, had any like that this year? Um, yes, I, I have. One of the ones, and I'm trying to see if it's up there right now, um, The Forgotten Jesus. Okay. Um, and actually it is right here. So it's by Robbie uh, Gallaty. Mm -hmm. It's this one right here. And, okay, I've forgotten um, Jesus. I'll put that in the show notes if I can remember. So what this, what he does with this book is he kind of takes the aspect of a lot of churches, and I, I've seen this where churches in America seem to get this idea that Jesus was a blonde-haired, blue-eyed surfer dude, mm -hmm. and they forget that in fact he was actually a Middle Eastern rabbi. Right. And that he takes the, the New Testament, and he goes, let's quit looking at it like Americans and let's look at it through their eyes, which a lot of it was based on the Old Testament of, you know, there's that. And I read it last year. Well, parts of it, I never made it through, but Irresistible by Andy Stanley, okay. basically saying, hey, let's disconnect ourselves from the Old Testament. Right. And he's, the argument of this book is that we really can't do that because the Old Testament was Jesus Testament. That's what yeah. his ministry was was on. So it's just kind of trying to make those connections of things that we don't see all the time mm -hmm. because we're not thinking in that mindset. And this really changed the way that I look at the Bible and I'm looking for those connections between the two um, to try to s see things more through the eyes of the, the time instead of our American eyes, which can sometimes be very skewed in the way we see things. Yeah, that's good. Uh, for me, J.C. Ryle's Holiness was the first book that I read this year. And it has also been the best book that I read this year so far. It was a fantastic work on sanctification and on what holiness actually looks like in the lives of believers. And it's a really fantastic work on assurance and how assurance and justification provides for us our security for the future, but it also is empowering to living our life and following in the footsteps of Christ. And so that book by J.C. Ryle was fantastic. It is the go-to book that I can hand people on sanctification. For me, it's going to be uh, uh, Walter Marshall's The Gospel Mystery of Sanctification has been the best book I've ever read on sanctification, but it's not quite as accessible as this book, Holiness by J.C. Ryle. And it's just been fantastic. It was so life-giving. It was awesome read. And I encourage anybody to read that. So those two books, uh, Robbie Gallaty, The Forgotten Jesus, and J.C. Ryle, Holiness, We'll put those in the show notes and recommend those to you and, uh, and get out there and, and, and read pastor. If, if you're struggling in your reading life and you feel burned out, I think you can take Bill's advice here and say, okay, what is a priority in my life is, is, am I giving myself to things that don't matter as much? Can I 
cut back on Facebook? Can I cut back on Twitter? Can I cut back on this TV show, Walking Dead or something? I don't know, whatever your show is. And fill that with time in good books and and see what you could do this this year, the rest of this year. Set your goal. It's already three months in. You say, well, I, well, I don't know if I can meet my goal for this year. Well, set yourself a nine-month goal instead of a 12-month goal and go for it. Um, Bill, what do you got, man? You got any words of admonishment for those who are um, thinking through, okay, what, what would it look like to, to read more for the rest of the year? Yeah, I mean, just a, a few minutes of engagement a day can make a, a, a big thing. I mean, if you can take 20 or 30 minutes a day, you can still – I think they said if you take 20 minutes a day, you can make it through like a book a month. Hmm. Everybody has 20 minutes that they yep. can that they can readjust to do some reading. Um, just a little bit of time. I mean, it pays it pays big dividends. That's good. Well, Bill Anderson, thanks for coming on the show, man. It's been a lot of fun and and wanted to do this for a while now. I'm glad we got to actually uh, got to actually do it. Yeah, man, absolutely. I appreciate you having me. Honored to be on here. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit theshepherdscrook.co. For care and counsel, please call, text, or email to set up a session. You can follow The Shepherd's Crook on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And please consider sharing this episode and leaving a review on iTunes or whatever other podcast platform you use. And let me encourage you to remember Jesus Christ.